Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. presence is is palpable. It's here. The Lord is a Jew in the ripe age of 70 years old, having walked Germany in the concentration camps, having walked on Platform 17, where the the names of the the numbers and the dates of our brothers and sisters Jewish folks who were sent off to concentration camps and walking that that platform some 15 years ago by myself 150 yards of just plaques of Jews who were sent off just one small portion of Jews who were sent off and I promised Lord I said Lord whatever I need to do whatever you need me to do never again And here we are 15 years later, and I'm reminded, never again. And we see it last week. We see the same tyranny, the same anger, the same animalistic behavior that the Nazis had. It has continued to today through an organization like Hamas and Hezbollah, and others who just want to, dev- to, to, to strive us out and kill us, kill us as Jews, me, my family, all the young people, they want to kill us. So Lord, I pray against the spirit of apathy that persists in this country and around the world. There is a spirit of apathy. There is a spirit of ignorance, the same spirit of apathy and ignorance that existed in the 1930s in Europe where there were appeasers who sat by and said, oh, he's not that bad. He just wants land that he, that was given up, that he lost, and he'll be fine. But yet there were others like, Chamber, like, like Winston Churchill, who God brought and said, no, that is evil. That is evil. And Lord, we pray for that same spirit, Lord, of people to wake up to see the evil, to see what, what, what tyranny does, to rip people out of their homes, burn them alive, what they have done to little children and infants. Lord, this is evil. Lord, and, and they, they talk about Israel and judge. Lord, you had Israel wipe out Amorites and Hittites and, and the evil within. Lord, we have to wipe out evil. Lord, you call us to wipe out evil. This is evil. This is tyranny. Lord, we ask for your help. We ask for your protection around the soldiers. We ask for your protection around the state of Israel. Lord, we ask for your protection around the Palestinian people who are just as victimized as Israel. 
Lord, these poor people, I see these children, Lord, who have been brought up just like the Nazi youth were brought up for, for years under Hitler's regime. The Nazi youth, they didn't know better. But Lord, we ask that you just bring an end, Lord, and bring awareness, Lord, to this country and against the spirit of apathy. In Yeshua's mighty name. In uh, Joel chapter 2, verses 10, and then... Uh, reflected in the words of Yeshua in, in uh, the Gospel of Luke, um, chapter 21. Yeshua says, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on Eretz, on the Aletz, or on the earth, anxi anxiety of nations, and perplexity for the roaring of the seas and the waves. Men will faint for fear, for, for expectation of the things which are coming on the world, for the powers of heaven of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption is near. I don't know that it's a mistake that right now a, a solar eclipse called the Ring of Fire is starting to cross over America. Right now, while we're in our service. And it's going to peak at the end of our service while we're in the Oneg. And at this time... Um, Yes, I, I was peeking at Twitter or whatever. <laughs> uh, at this time, um, uh, Israel is uh, beginning a potential land invasion into Gaza. The, uh, the Hamas and Islamic Jihad are using their people as human shields, and they are guarding their leaders inside of one of the main hospitals of Gaza City. And Israel has given them an hour to evacuate, and they aren't evacuating. And Israel is going to have to bomb that hospital with all of these Hamas leaders. And there are innocent children, pregnant women, etc., in that hospital. And the world is going to turn on Israel because of what is going to happen. And there are 40,000 Hamas soldiers along the border. Hamas soldiers. Um, and, and, uh, and Israel has 400,000. America is our ally, is, is Israel's ally. And America has said that they will hold back. It seems, I'm, I'm reading, I could be, it could be hearsay, but that, uh, that America is going to help Israel during this time hold off uh, Iranian proxies in, in uh, the north so that Israel can do what they need to do in Gaza. So this is really an opportunity for us as Jewish and Gentile believers to intercede during Amen. this service. Amen. While there are signs in the Amen. heavens Amen. happening right now now amen confess if you have something to confess your prayers need to go into the throne room and the only way you can do that is through redemption of yeshua and if you are not there get there <laughs> don't let anything hinder your prayers from getting into the throne room and do not just pray for the jews pray for the nations as well we need to have compassion but we know that god is the god of israel and so we need to stand firm, pray over our families. Yes, pray over America that maybe a sign in the heavens could be a sign of judgment. I pray that God's merciful on America for what he's doing, or for what America is doing to support Israel right now. But his will be done, not ours. But I'm just telling you right now that, that, that this is culminating. A land invasion is happening while there is a sign in the heavens. Hmm. The word of God does not return void. Wow. 
Amen, amen. We were, we were in the, when it all started and the sirens, we were running to the bomb shelter every, you know, 25 times at my cousin's house because we were 25 minutes from where it started. So we were there for it all. And, uh, but, so, I, I, so when we were coming back on the plane, which we didn't initially want to come back, but we did, but, you know, we were watching CNN International and by the way, it was, it was good, <laughs> you know, I don't usually want, and it was really good coverage, and, and when Biden's speech came on, it was, I was, I thought it was fantastic, so I'm sorry for those of you that, you know, I didn't vote for him, but, but listen, if he changes, I'm going to be the first to condemn it, right, and it may be, and this is like David said, well, this is what we have to pray, that our administration stands behind Israel, you know, but what he's, the content was amazing, but bottom line is, we got to pray because all the tide is going to turn against Israel, like David just said, and like Gary was praying. I mean, as soon as all the victims, they're showing all the civilian victims, Israel has, has had, uh, I think was something was sent this morning, you know, they have those speaking in Arabic, telling the Gaza to get out of, get out, you know, and warn, they took over the radio station telling them to get out, please, you know, get leave, we're going to bomb, we've got to do this. There's a time of peace and there's a time of war. Ecclesiastes 3.8 says there's a time to love and there's a time to hate. Sorry for the, I went crazy when I saw some people's comments. Oh, we're just two states. It's just two countries trying to, you know, and oh my gosh. And I said, I can't, I'm not going to comment on these things because I'll lose friends really quickly, you know, in our own congregation. When I saw a few things and I said, you don't understand what's going on. And so our hearts are broken, are torn. We know everyone in Israel is a family. They know so each other. No soldiers have soldiers going. You know, lives. You know, families torn apart. And and so it's it's personal and it's very hard to you know hard very hard. But but let's pray, Father. We just pray for our administration. Please be pray that it doesn't that it stands with Israel with everything that's going on. And yes, we care about we do care. You care about the civilians, of course. We our heart breaks for those that are innocent that are suffering. But Lord, this has to be done. We root Amalek. The spirit of Amalek has to be rooted out. That that destructive, that demonic spirit that is in Hamas, which means violence, which is evil, it has to be rooted. Has to be destroyed. Oh God, and so. Lord, we God, we pray that our government will continue to stand with Israel when all the pressure is coming from all sides, from Europe, from all the people are saying, you know, oh, you can, Israel is, is, is going too far and they're doing too, oh God, we pray we'll stand with Israel, we pray you will protect, oh God, and sovereignly protect. We continue to pray. So let's continue to pray, continue to intercede, and, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, yeah, and I, I, and I want others to be able to pray too, if anyone else wants to pray. Oh, my wife, yeah. I just want to say, I agree with, like Gary said, open your eyes and see. There's so much evil in this world right now. People are blind. They are not seeing the truth. You cannot imagine how bad, how awful it is. We're going to share later, but it's awful to live a life like that and to put you under condemnation. But it's not, it's not just that. It's like what even here in the United States people are doing. They don't see it. mutilating babies, killing, cutting the parts, raping. So many things happen. And, and they sit and they praise and they say it's all right for, liber for liberation. Liberation of what? You know, we need to have the fact, the truth. We know to know what happened. And we need not to be quiet. 
have to stand with the truth. And the truth is God loves Israel. God loves his people. And even though lots of things, bad things are happening, we know he's going to come through. But right now it's not. And I feel like I'm mourning. It's like when my son died. I feel the same way like my, when my son died. I'm mourning. I just can't stand it. And what makes me more upset is what people say. You know, it's not right. Go to the Word and see how God loves his people. And we need to keep interceding. And like Ken says later, there are many people doing a lot of, of good things for this. There are more than 100 hostages. Babies, four-month-old babies. Can you believe that? All women that were in the Holocaust, you know, and all that. Well, I, I have, I make copies of the names that I have, 97 names, I don't, that's all the names that I have. And please, take, take the paper, if we need more, we'll print more. Uh, what they're doing is, like God said, I have written you in the palms of my hand. Uh, you can write in the palms of your, of your hands if you desire, you don't want to do that, it's okay. But take a name daily, maybe more than one name, and just keep interceding because evil doesn't recognize the truth. Evil will do more evil. As like, they, it, like it was said, they use their own people as shield. They tell them, you know, Israel sent messages said, you need to go, you need to go out. Giving them 10 hours, how many hours to move on God? And you know what they said? Hamas says, no, you stay put. You know, and what they do is, like, they put, you know, the little children in front of them so that nothing will happen to them. Is that right? That's not right. I have anger towards that. I am so mad towards that. And I want just God to come through through all this. I keep meditating in the Word and reading the Word. Oh, God, please do something. And I know it's his time. But my prayer is that he perform other miracles before, like Yom Kippur War and different things that happen, that he will reveal himself with incredible miracles, that people will turn, will turn to him and acknowledge who he is. Yes, we need to acknowledge who he is. Yes, we have gone our own way. Yes, but he has to forgive us and pardon us and rescue us. So just pray the way that God puts in your heart. Amen. I'm going to share a little bit. I'm, I'm going to skip some of what I had. Papa Don, do you want to share anything? Don is with us today. I'm just so honored to always have him. I'm, I'm assuming that everybody in the room believes that Israel will prevail because it's not Zechariah 14 yet when all the nations surround Jerusalem. But what a cost it will be. But the, uh, the scripture that the Lord gave me to pray big time is the last verse of Hebrews 1, which says that are not all angels ministering spirits sent forth to serve those who will inherit salvation? Let me say it again. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent forth to serve those who will inherit salvation? And we all know that ultimately Israel will inherit salvation because that's in the word. So my prayer is that the Lord will station angels 
around, around Gaza, around the soldiers as they go make the go into the land, and that that every among Palestinians, eighty percent of the people in Gaza don't want Hamas to be their leader. There are believers in in Gaza. There are people there that were leaving. I mean, during peacetime going out and working in Israel for the Jewish people every single day. So there are people there that, are, that hate what's happening as much as we hate it. But yes, Lord, would you send angels? We've, you've done it in other wars. There have been miracles in wars. We're praying for miracles. It's a time for miracles. You're the miracle-working God. Send those angels and surround your people in Yeshua's name. Father, we just thank you. Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from you. Thank you for what we've prayed already today. Lord, we pray as we have more prayer today, Lord, during this time. Lord, bless our children as they, as they learn. And help us hide your word in our heart, God. Help us think scripturally, Lord, as we've heard already today. Lord, we know those soldiers here in Chaim, uh, believer, Jewish believer in the on the, on the field, Lord, as a soldier, quoting those little things he sent, quoting scripture from memory, Lord. We know how important it is to hide your word in our hearts. So help us, Lord, as we grow in your word, hide it in our heart so, it, so we're prepared for anything and everything that comes uh, that we face in life in Yeshua's name. Amen. The Bible begins with creation, as we know, in Genesis 1 and 2, but then the entrance comes of the serpent, the fall of man, all this in the parsha this week, and the, cause, uh, the, the casualty due to sin, then the disaster of death. Everything begins with God and is for his glory. That's why the beginning of the Bible, Bereshit bara Elohim, in the beginning is God. The beginning God created. In the beginning, it starts with him. And it's interesting in Judaism, every blessing uh, begins with Baruch Atah Adonai, join me, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, declaring God is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. You, it all begins with you, God. And so my day must begin. If it doesn't begin with God, and we, know all, we all know what it is to go into a day and not let it begin with God because we just rush into things without him, it's empty and it's fruitless. Same with my marriage, my relationships, my vocation, anything without beginning with him. My education, my learning. Yeshua says, it says of Yeshua that he knew that he had come from God and was returning to God. In John 13, 3, everything had to do with beginning from God and ending. But how does the Bible end? How then does the Bible end? Well, the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament is... Christians would call it, but Hebrew scriptures is how Jewish people refer to it, ends with a call to go up and to rebuild the temple after the end of the 70-year Babylonian exile. Second Chronicles 36, King Cyrus says, the Lord God of heaven has commanded me to build for him a house in Jerusalem, because the Hebrew Bible ends with Chronicles. Who's, who's with you from all his people? Let the, the Lord his God be with him. And let him go up. Let him go up. The Aliyah, like we know Aliyah today. Um, prophecy is being fulfilled. Redemption in motion. The new covenant scriptures end with something even greater. A new heavens and a new earth. 
Humanity's restoration, healing, and eternal life. Think about it. The serpent's destruction, the curse reversed. While rabbinic Judaism focuses on the temple's rebuilding with the coming of the Messiah, Messianic Judaism has a greater hope. Messiah has already come and conquered sin and death. He'll come again to reign over a restored creation. So Revelation 21, toward the end of the scriptures, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And it says, he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more, thank God. Nor shall there be any mourning or crying or pain any longer for the former things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne will say, behold, I'm making all things new. I look forward to that. How about you? All things new. Isaiah 65, 17, for behold, I create a new heavens, new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered nor come to mind. So we will go up. We will make Aliyah, the real Aliyah, to serve him forever, wherever, wherever, whether on the new earth or in the distant two trillion sea of galaxies of the, our solar system. Now, Genesis 1 through 6, the parasha today from being given life in the image of the creator, humankind, after disobeying his instructions, regresses from a state of hiding from God, Genesis 3, Adam and Eve hiding from God, to committing murder, chapter 4, then to rampant wickedness, chapter 6, into spiraling, a spiraling descent toward judgment. And that's where, you know, the flood will come next week. Des despite this des depressing scenario, this, it, we see there's always what the Hebrews calls a she'erit, a remnant. Let's say the word remnant. Remnant, remnant. She'erit in Hebrew, the leftover, that which is left. There's always, God always has a remnant. And we see it right in the parsha today. We see Abel, of course, Abel versus Cain. We see Abel. We see Enoch, who walks with God. And then we see Noah, or Noah, Noah. And everyone else turning from God, but Noah is faithful, walk, he's, walk, he's faithful to God. So which are we a part of today? Which are you a part of? The regressing majority or the righteous remnant? The remnant. The perishing many or the chosen few. And that brings us to Israel, to the nation of Israel. With all her faults, with our as a nation, her sinful background, her, her, our, our backsliding from God, our turning from God many times over and being unfaithful to God, Israel, we still represent that chosen nation among nations because of God's grace, because he chose in Deuteronomy 7. Now, 50 years ago, I made my first trip to Israel. The Yom Kippur walk, broke out after my first trip I came back from that trip, came back, and the Yom Kippur War had broke, had broke out. I was at first semester of college, and I was devastated. I was frantic because of, with concern for my cousin, who was a tank commander in the army. I didn't know what become. I remember going with him and him showing me, taking me, showed me his tank. He was so proud to be a tank commander. Had no idea, no idea that there was going to be that surprise attack from Egypt and Syria on Israel. And here I was in Massachusetts where, at college, and 
he's, and, I, and he's in Israel, and I don't know where, had no way of, you know, didn't have social media then, no way of keeping in touch with him. Fifty years and one day after the Yom Kippur War started, on the day of Simcha Torah, well, you know what happened. And let's see the video, if we could, of Netanyahu right now. This is Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer, Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling, slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children, and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. I want to thank leaders across the world who are standing with Israel today. I want to thank the people and Congress of the United States of America. In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people, it is fighting for every country that stands against barbarism. Israel will win this war, and when Israel wins, the entire civilized world wins. So we are at war, and when I say we, I mean we. I mean we. Hamas terrorists slaughtered, raped, mutilated, tortured, burned innocent civilians from babies to the elderly. We all know, we know that if we've been watching the news. I'm quoting U.S. Secretary of State Blinken at Qatar yesterday. We need to pray, as I said, that our administration continues to stand strong. He said that, and he's Jewish. Not only Jewish, he comes from a family of Holocaust survivors and those that fled the pogroms. I didn't know that. I looked it up. I had a hunch. I said, is, is he Secretary of State Blinken Jewish? And he is. And he said that in the, in the very place where the Hamas leader lives. Will we continue to stand? Will he continue? To, I could feel the pressure when he's saying that. I could, you could just feel the tension, you know, that, and, and uh, will we continue to stand with Israel on this, as we've said? Closest parallel we can, I, we can relate to is on this is 9-11. And my parents were New Yorkers. I'm not. I grew up in Philadelphia. My parents were New Yorkers. So, so people like Beverly and Gary and... Uh, Raven, you go, oh, no. upstate New York, okay, and anyone else here, New Yorkers, Josh, and, uh, you know, so they're here today, I mean, um, so I can't, so you can understand this more than I will as I say this, but how would New Yorkers feel if you are an outsider and you told them, just make peace with ISIS? Let me lecture you on how you should feel. Don't be so angry. Don't be so angry about 9-11. How would you feel as a New Yorker if someone... And this is what some people do about Israel to us. And they, and they say, you know, don't be so upset. Or if someone raped your daughter or killed your child 
or your mother or, or now someone who doesn't even know them posts a discussion on the background as if they really understand it and they don't. Israel is a family. Christians will, excuse me if I offend you with this, but Christians will love to lecture us and quote Psalm 122, verse 6. I love Psalm 122, verse 6, all right? And we, and listen, you can still use it and should use it. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes, we do. But Christians love that verse. Listen, but imagine, but what we do believe in is peace through what? Strength, right? Peace through strength. It's biblical. Peace through strength. Imagine saying after 9-11, pray for peace. Well, yes, you're praying for peace. But, or after Amalek's attack. Do you know what Amalek's attack is? We're going to look it up in a minute. Deuteronomy 25. They, they attacked Israel from the back. Deuteronomy 25. They, they're the weak. Those that were lagging behind, they attacked them. It was the same thing as ISIS. It's, and and as, as Hamas, rather. It's that spirit of just no, no mercy, no compassion. Just, just absolute brutality and barbarity. Barbaric. And, they, and imagine saying, make peace with Amalek. God said, blot out their memory. Don't forget what they did to you. That was God's attitude toward it. That's God. Christians need to, believers need to have that same, understand that same spirit, all right? And imagine saying, it's, it's like saying, don't blot out his memory, just dab it lightly. <laughs> you know, just, just have it. Ecclesiastes 3.8, I mentioned it before, there's a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So we will root out the enemy, and there are hostages to recover, and may all be recovered. Oh God, that's our prayer. I don't know that it will happen. We don't know, but that's what we're praying. We're inciting 1 Samuel 30, Amalek, the Amalekites, the Amalekites attacked when David was gone with his men, and they they took hostages. Look at 1 Samuel 30. Take a look. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And look what happened. They, were, they came to pass. David and his men returned to Ziglag on the third day. The Amalekites had made a raid, and they attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire, taking the women in it captive, young and old. And those of you, anyone knows that if you've read what happened, that the, well, I, I don't even... It's terrible to even go into, but what Hamas did, taking women naked through the streets, raping, they, they, raping women, they, anyway. Taking women captive, young and old, without, in this case, they didn't kill them yet, but they carried them off, and they went their way. But when the, David and his men came to the town that was burned with fire, their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captives, and David and the troops lifted up their voices and wept until there was no more strength of them to wait, weep. They just cried and cried and cried until they were, just couldn't cry anymore. Even David's two wives were taken captive, and Abigail and Carmel. Anyway, so David was in a serious bind, verse 6, very, com very compressed, it's in the Hebrew, very compressed, distressed, for the troops were calling for his stoning. So they're blaming David. Just like everyone's blaming, but you know Netanyahu now for what happened, but but they're not they're putting that on hold right now in Israel. But for for all the troops were bitter of soul, every man for his son and his daughters. And then this beautiful verse that I know I 
used before, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's what we need to do. And David said to Abathar the Cohen, and he said, bring me the ephod, and he inquired, he sought the Lord. He, he, in verse 8, he inquired of the Lord, should he pursue after them? Well, long story short, they, they pursue, he, he, he told them to pursue, and they did rescue all. In verses 18 and 19, verses 18 and 19, David recovered all. What an amazing thing. Not Saul in the Hebrew. They freed them all. And, and, and the Amalekites that they had taken and rescued, they, there was nothing of theirs missing, whether young or, or anything else that had been carried off. David, it says, the second time, recovered everything. That word is shuv, and it's not, not Saul, it's reshuv. He, everything was returned, everything. So what a, what a, that was a, a good ending there. But this Amalekite spirit, if you go back to Deuteronomy 25, it says in verse 17, remember what Amalek did to you along the ways you came out from Egypt. How he, he happened up, uh, upon you along the way and attacked those among you in the rear, all the stragglers behind you when you were tired and weary, and he did not fear God. Now, when Adonai your God grants you rest from all the enemies surrounding you in the land, the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance you to possess. You are to blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Do not forget. Do not forget. Blot out his memory. And as you know on Pur Purim or Purim, the holiday of Book of Esther, when we sound our groggers, you know, twirl our groggers, we're blotting out the name of Haman or Haman, who is a descendant of Amalek. And that's the idea. The editor-in-chief of Haaretz, Aleph Ben, said this is the worst blow in Israel since any war, in any war since 1948, and of any terrorist attacks inside Israel or abroad. 70, 1973, Israel was taken by surprise, but the fighting took place far away from civilians. Now, this is the first and foremost an attack against civilians, and for the first time, we have dozens of military prisoners of war. POWs, prisoners of war, and civilians taken hostage in Gaza. People are desperately trying to find out what happened to their family members. People are desperate <coughs> trying to find out what happened to their family members. We know people, friends that have children who are missing or dead. He said it's a very sad, unprecedented situation for all of us. Blinken said the assault is the worst attack on Israel since the Yom Kippur War in 1973 when Egypt and Syria caught Israel off guard. But there's a big difference. There's a big difference, he said. That was a conflict between countries, between armies. This is a massive terrorist assault on Israel with terrorists going into Israeli homes, going into Israeli towns, gunning down civilians in their homes on the street, grabbing people, men, women, children, taking them to, into Gaza. A kibbutz, kibbutz, one kibbutz survivor said, he, he was being interviewed, and he said, you call it what it is. This is a pogrom. It's nothing less. This is a purely a pogrom. It's a massacre. A Mogan David leader, <coughs> that's, that's those that give medical attention to people, he says, he said, uh, 30 years I've, I've done this. He says, I've never seen anything like this. There were butchers, a genocidal regime. Israel, and what people don't, 
remember in the history, those that remember that know the history, Israel left Gaza. I remember when it happened in 2005. They left Gaza and the, they said, you want Gaza? You're gonna, you, keep, you don't like the way, we, you don't want us to run to, to control. We'll give it back to you. You elect your own government. You elect your own government. And Gaza chose Hamas as their government. They elected Hamas. I know the people, yes, a lot of the people don't want them there now, but they elected him. It's, it happened. It wasn't Israel's decision. Herzog said, as far as we're concerned, this is an Iranian-led coalition, and we, we suspect that Iran is clearly in, is involved. In Psalm 11, verse 5, it says, but the wicked and the lover of violence his soul hates. The Hebrew is ohev Hamas. Hamas. The lover of violence is Hamas. He hates Hamas. His soul hates it. Verse 6. He will rain coal upon the wicked. Fire and brimstone. Burning wind is the portion of their cup. For the Lord satisfies objective justice. He loves justice being met. The straight, yashar, the upright, the straight, will behold or supernaturally see. It's Chaza in Hebrew, Yechaz. It's, he will supernaturally see his face, his face. Most outside of Israel don't really begin to understand. Everyone in Israel knows someone who's been affected by it, by this. Abducted, called up from the reserves, like 9-11 for New Yorkers, but multiplied 10, 20 times. Israel is a family. And I remember, I didn't, I didn't know Jan, or I knew, I knew him not well. I, mean, I didn't get to hear him speak much. Jan Moskowitz, who's with the Lord now from Jews for Jesus. But I remember hearing him speak. He was a great speaker and, and great evangelist, great, great uh, worker for, for them. And uh, I remember him telling this story that always stayed with me. He, he told a story. He says, imagine a family uh, in New York City. He said, he's talking about the step, or on the steps, and they're taking a family photo and the, the big family and the father's trying to get the, everyone in, into the picture and, and the kids keep messing around and fooling around and, and, he, and he says, he says, says, get in there. He says, hey dummy, or hey idiot, you, hey dummy, idiot, get back in the photo to, his, to one of his children. And then this bystander's walking by and says, and sees it happening and says, hey idiot, hey dummy, get back into the, get into the photo. And he says, and they all turn and look at that bystander and say, who are you calling an idiot? Who are you calling dummy? And he used that as an illustration of, of uh, you know, Christians trying to talk to Jewish people like they are Jewish. They don't understand. You know, they're, it's in the family. You know, you can, be, you, can't be, you can be hard. We can be hard on ourselves and talk to ourselves a certain way, but you can't do it if you're outside. So it's, I thought it was a great illustration. Well-meaning theologians and pastors often tell us how we should view Israel in the way non-New Yorkers would tell New Yorkers how to view 9-11. So I'll try to close with a, just a couple things here with, that I, I wrote down. Elizabeth's mom sent her this. I don't know who it's from, but why is Israel significant over other nations? Did you not know that the time clock of the return of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, but I'll say Yeshua, isn't based on America's timeline? It's based on what's happening in Israel. When Yeshua returns, he isn't returning to the United States. How many knew that? 
<laughs> he isn't returning to the United States. The Bible says he's going to plant his foot down on the Mount of Olives, on Mount, Mount Olives, and go through the Eastern Gate, which is currently sealed off with, here it says, 16 feet of concrete. You know, we saw that in our tour recently, and you see how it's sealed off. A cemetery was placed in front of that gate. You know, Muslim cemetery, they want the cemetery there so that Jews won't go there because touching the dead makes a Jew considered unclean and unable to enter the temple, which is considered holy, it says here. The word of God says he'll return there, and from there he will rule and reign for 1,000 years. The final battle isn't going to be on U.S. soil. It's going to be in the Valley of Megiddo in Israel. The Bible says as the nations wage war against Israel, Yeshua will come back, will come and destroy his enemies with the breath of his mouth, 2 Thessalonians 2.8. God did not replace the Jews with Christians. We are actually grafted in with them as you would graft a wild branch into an existing tree. The word of God says, when you touch Israel, you touch the apple of God's eye, Zechariah 2.8. He that keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is your keeper, Psalm 121.4. I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you, Genesis 12.3. Just a, it's a good, great article. Then Greg Laurie, I, I put this on my, the Facebook, my Facebook, why I stand by the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, Greg Laurie of Calvary Chapel. Pull the camera back on what is happening in Israel. This is not about Palestine or the Palestinian people. This is even bigger than Hamas and Israel. Plain and simple, this is about the hatred of the Jewish people. This goes back centuries. Egypt wanted to destroy the Jews when Pharaoh gave the order to murder the Jewish baby boys, Exodus 1. Ancient Persia, modern Iran, modern Iran is ancient Persia, wanted to eradicate the Jews through the wicked plot of Haman, or Haman, Esther. Fast forward, Adolf Hitler had his final solution to destroy the Jewish people and ultimately murder, murdered over six million of them in the Holocaust. But God intervened. Now we have Hamas, kind of, I mean. Now we have Hamas committing murders and unthinkable atrocities toward Jewish women, children, and even babies in Israel. It's pure evil. But God always intervenes. He raised up Moses to deliver the Jews from Pharaoh and Egypt. He raised up Queen Esther to use her influence to save her fellow Jews from the plot to destroy them. After the, after the Holocaust, God raised up the Jews themselves to return to their homeland and become a nation again in, in May 14, 1948. But why this hatred for the Jewish people? Answer, Satan hates what God loves. God loves and chose the Jews as his very own people. Why? God get, himself gives the answer. The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you're more numerous than other nations, for you, are small, for you are the smallest of all nations. Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you and he was keeping the oath he has sworn to your ancestors. Deuteronomy 7, 7 and 8. Anti-Semitism is from the pit of hell. I'm not Jewish, says Greg Laurie. But as a Gentile and believer in Jesus, Jesus, I have been grafted in to the promises given to the Jewish people by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. From the Jews came our Bible. From the Jews came our Messiah. We owe them a great debt. And now we must pray for them as a nation and a people. Again, God gave them this homeland that they returned 
to as a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. They have every right and responsibility to defend themselves from this evil that has come upon them like a violent storm from hell itself. I also pray, he says, that a great spiritual awakening will sweep the Holy Land and that many, both Jews and Palestinians, will come to the Lord, of course, come to you. And he says, I stand by Israel and Jewish people, and, and you should too. So kind of basic stuff for many of us, but it helps, I think it's helpful to just lay it out again very clearly, make it clear, because it's coming under, gonna come under assault with everything that continues to happen. We feel it more differently. We feel it differently as, you know, as Messianic believers, I think. I wanna encourage you to contact APAC to connect with your Congress and your elected officials and to send a message, message urging them to support Israel. And keep posting pro-Israel support on social media and counter the false narratives that are, are, are uh, being sent. But, uh, okay, you can't find it, but contact APAC, A-I-P-A-C, it's a organization that supports pro-Israel organizations and will help you to, it'll actually locate your elected officials so that you can, uh, and I'll give you an email. I, and pray for the names of the hostages, for, as I said, uh, and Francis can help with that as well. Isaiah 51, verses 12 through 14, I think I'll finish there. I, I am the one who comforts you. Who are you that you should fear man who dies or a son of man who is given up like grass? But you forget Adonai, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth and are in constant dread all day because of the fury of the oppressor as he makes ready to destroy. But where is the fury of the oppressor? Soon one bowed down will be released. He will not die or go down or go to the pit, nor will he be lacking. Lord, we just close in prayer for Israel. Lord, we just thank you for your intervention. We just continue to pray and intercede, Lord God. If anyone feels led, feel free to pray out loud and we'll join you. And then we'll close. Yes, Lord, we pray for the soldiers. We pray for the believers that are soldiers. There are many believers, Lord, that are soldiers. We pray for Chaim is among them, Lord, and, and we just pray you, we pray uh, you strengthen them, Lord God, and continue to use them, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Families of hostages, Lord God, we intercede for them. Amen. May the Lord bless you. He's the only one who can and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you, be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. B'shem Yeshua, HaMashiach, Sar Shalom. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, Prince of Peace. And the congregation said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for this man.
Lord, he may not remember, but 20-something years ago, I sat at a table with him at MJA conference as we discussed the Joseph Project. This man is an embodiment, a Gentile, a friend of Israel. He has, he, he has brought people to the knowledge. I'll never forget, I was in a meeting with him, and he said, it's very difficult to go back to a church because we know too much. Right, Don? I want to thank this man, and I truly, I just want to pray for his health, for his well-being. I want to pray for Caleb, his organization. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this friend of Israel. Thank you, Lord, for the friend of Jewish people. Lord, I just pray that you just keep this man healthy, bless his organization, and Lord, thank you for him being here today. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen.